Chris, the dating doc here with our latest podcast. What is it going to be about? It's going to be about matchmakers and dating coaches and how they need to set the example. If you're going to talk about love and connections, you need to be about love and connections. Also, we are going to discuss the magic that happens when you let your inner child speak, but you also balance it with rational thinking when it comes to dating. Stay tuned. We got a whole bunch more for you to listen to. Dating Doc Podcast. So a couple of um, podcast episodes ago, I talked specifically about pickup artists. Well, I'll leave them alone for now. What I do want to talk about is the uh, matchmaking and connection space overall, love connectors, matchmakers, whatever synonym you want to use for the goal of connecting singles to each other that has nothing to do with dating apps. Um, date coaching, matchmaking, et cetera, et cetera. So this is an industry that I got into 10 years ago. Had no clue about, didn't know who my peers were. Um, I'd have to research, but I believe that Millionaire Matchmaker was just taken off around that time. So when people associated our industry, they associated it with Patty. And... It's a bad stereotype because uh, once I got deep into this, I found out more about matchmaker and some of the negative stereotypes associated with matchmakers. First off, uh, Patty Singer is a, I'm sure she is a hustler. I'm sure she's a hardworking woman. Obviously, she was able to get on Bravo and have her own uh, show. So I respect hustle, and I I sincerely mean that. I respect people that get it done and do it. On the other hand, if you are in the business of relationships and you are an obnoxious or you're very off-putting or offensive because you feel you have this air of authority over your own peers, That speaks more volumes about you than it does the person that you're trying to speak down to, talk down to. I have had some of my peers, and I'll say peers not in character, but because they happen to be in the same space as me, all of a sudden feel regretful about talking down to me or saying that they're too busy to work together. Once they find out, that I'm military or that I'm a dad, then they feel regretful. Again, this speaks more volumes about them than it does me. Why is that? Well, they've kind of uh, played their cards by all of a sudden feeling regretful just because I happen to serve our country or just because I understand what it is to be a parent. But at face value, it treated me different. And this is not what I go for, but it is sweet revenge when later on they're outed by peers. They forget the reputations on the line when they treat others poorly. 
not just by their own clients or prospective clients who leave Yelp reviews, who leave Google reviews about how rude that person was or how hard they try to push them to sell something, to sell a package and, and matchmaking, or the fact that they never call them back while they're trying to match them. Yes, there's that. But we also, us as matchmakers and dating coaches, we know who to stay away from because after a while, they develop a reputation. Again, this is, comes out of pure ignorance. If you are a business person, it doesn't matter if you have an ice cream shop. It doesn't matter if you're a florist. It doesn't matter if you're a Fortune 500 account executive. If you're a matchmaker, your reputation is on the line when you are doing business-to-business type of meetings and interactions. When you treat people poorly, exponentially, it will get around after a while. And then people have a... a hard-nosed stance on who you are as a person and it's going to be hard for you to shake that even more ironically because you're in the dating and relationships field of it so if you are a matchmaker or date coach learn how to treat people you are literally in the business of connecting people some of you even use the gimmick of love doctor of um, my passion to connect people that hopefully will fall in love. You speak on love, yet you hate on your peers. That doesn't make sense. Maturity, there's no direct correlation between maturity and age. And some of you are showing that. And the revenge is when all of a sudden people want to work with me, the quote-unquote rookie, has actually been doing this for a decade rather than wanting to work with you. And I bring all of this up. The point I want to make is about accountability. Account for your own character. I could be the type that just quietly doesn't mention this and just lets our industry run amok, disrespecting each other, being overly competitive, backstabbing each other. No. We need to be better examples. There's no way that you can talk about love and connection if you treat people poorly, especially those in your same field. You can at least vent to us. You can tell us what your problems are. We can give you technical advice. We can give you mentorship. And guess what? Since most matchmakers and date coaches come from a different background, You can expand your wealth of knowledge by just simply being our friend, building rapport. You may learn something from us. Use this as your venting board, like I said. It's healthy. We can do better. If you're going to be a professional, be a professional. Let's not get it twisted. Yes, we, we're, we're about to get out of this whole mess, this whole, this whole pandemic mess, and we're going back to our quote-unquote normal dating lives. Normal dating lives includes the time wasters. Unfortunately, yes. We're going to have some folks that 
are going to say just getting through a breakup, just trying out dating apps, just seeing what's out there, not really sure what I want. And they're going to go up and against other confused, bored, just seeing what's out there kind of folks. This is a formula for disaster. Because what you end up having is you, you, you end up having someone who is using the apps as sometimes a way to just fill a void whether it's emotional, physically, or they're just bored out of their their brains and they need something to occupy their time when they're not busy watching Netflix, walking their dog, going to Starbucks, reading, etc., etc. So just reflect on the fact that whether you are a victim or you are the, the doer, this normal dating life means we're just going to get back to those habits. Again, whether we're the recipient or we're the ones that are behind those actions. And you have a couple of choices. You you have a couple of choices here. You can just, you can fix yourself and you can say, hey, I need to quit being like that. There should be a goal in mind. If your goal is to get laid by the most attractive men and women you can, then that's your goal. If your goal is, hey, I want to settle down, I want to actually connect with someone, forget all this online dating mess and dating apps and swiping. I want to be with someone where I can watch Netflix with them, where I could be lazy with them, where I can confide in them and trust them, then that's your goal. But don't come into this saying, I am confused, I'm just seeing what's out there, not really sure what I'm doing. Get away from that mess. If you came at me with that kind of confusion during a job interview, why would I hire you? I'm just seeing what's out there, just applying and seeing what happens. No, you're not going to be part of my team. Or in this case, you're not going to be in my circle of women that I'm interested in dating. Same thing goes for the guys. So yes, as we get back to this normal dating life, audit yourself. What are you willing to put up with and what's a time waster? So I wanted to share like a thought observation might even end up being a tip, however you want to look at it in a dating tip. Um, in regards to the mindset when it comes to uh, to dating and the way we're, we should approach when we meet someone and we're really enjoying our time with them. So it's a mix of letting the, the inner child in you speak, but at the same time, backing it up with some logical, rational thinking. So when you were a kid, and hopefully this has happened to you, you have fallen in love or had a crush on someone, you knew what those feelings felt like, right? Um, You were almost obsessed with that person. And I mean that in a safe way, not in a Jeffrey Dahmer type of way. You had this this sort of positive just feeling about the person. You're just like, man, uh, this girl's so cute. And she says hi to me. And her, that little wave is is just so special. You just keep replaying that wave over and over and over again. And it's such a beautiful thing. 
And um, it's to the point that you come home and you, you can't stop thinking about the person, even though you're busy. You know, in my case, playing Nintendo back then or or reading comic books. And you just think about that sweet, that sweet flower of a girl that's, um, you know, in your fifth grade class or whatnot. And um, it's such an awesome feeling. Right. And then either something happens, either you move on to another grade, you don't see her again and you become mentally resilient. You just move on with your life. I really don't really think much about it, um, either because, you know, you, you crush on another woman or, or another woman, another girl, or just goes away for some reason, or it becomes magical and it leaves a memory, whether it's that first kiss on the cheek or that hug or the fact that she was invited to your birthday party and how you felt like you were in love, even though you haven't even hit puberty yet. Fast forward 20, 30 years from now, you're jaded, you're tired, you're wondering if you're even going to settle down. Magic is no longer that feeling. It's more like angst and um, impatience and frustration and sexual frustration, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we're more rational thinkers. You know, we're, we're not the type that are going to let ourselves or our kids play at night, especially if it's around shady characters, right? So so we, we understand safety a little bit more. We're more read up on how we can navigate around this world, whether it's professionally or personally, right? We're not, depending on your age, you're less likely to... Uh, Go on yourself. But then again, if we're getting close to that uh, retirement, retirement, retirement home age, then we might be getting closer again to uh, going on the bathroom on ourselves. But my point stands clear is that once we're older, we're thinking a lot smarter, sometimes a little bit harder than we should. So when we meet someone, we're automatically, not all of us, but some of us are automatically guarded. We don't believe it. What do you mean this person really likes us? What do you mean they're all about us? That's no, come on. They probably say that to every woman. Who am I to feel special? Who am I to him? Why is he saying all this? This is creepy. I don't know this guy. I don't, I barely met him. And he wants to talk about dating exclusively because he feels something. Whatever. No magic, no connection, nothing has happened. And either you get so creeped out, you stop talking to the guy. Because it seems a little bit weird. It seems a little bit creepy that he wants to settle down that quick. Or we give it a shot. It either works out well. You get married within three months. You're together for 50 years. Or you find out he's really just as crazy as he thought he was. But our rational thinking, our logic, our fight and flee prevents that magic, that fifth grade type of magic from happening. So what do we need to do? We need to remember the little inner child in us that says, you know what? Go for it. Instead of protecting yourself because you're expecting to get hurt. Let that inner child who wants to feel some magic, go for it.
it's okay. He actually likes you. He remembers conversation. Go for it. Okay? Intuition can work both ways. Most of the time when we think of intuition, we think like something just told me in my gut that it wasn't right. It's rare in dating that you tell yourself something told me it was going to be all right. I just need to go for it. Now granted, if someone is holding up a knife up to you and saying, "Hey, can I get your number?" No, come on now. There's levels to the game here, right? Use your rational thinking. But there might be someone who has taken you and swept you off your feet at a point in your life when you're done healing, when he or she is done healing, where you have just bumped into each other at the perfect time. And it all comes down to you to say, go for it. Get in the habit of thinking when to go for it and when not to. But you got to give both of them balance. You never know what you might miss out on. Let's not forget, magic can still happen even as grown-ups. <laughs>